This is the Daily Kush Podcast, the podcast that explores the enormous realm of cannabis in the small state of Rhode Island. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Bruce. What is there to say about me other than I own the audio setup that's recording this podcast (laughs) and like cannabis? And we also are joined by a special guest, Cody. Hi, I'm Cody Matson. I uh, I've been working in the industry for about a year now. Um, I've been studying cannabis for a couple years. I took a cannabis business class from University of Oaksterdam. I've been really passionate about the plant for years, so I'm happy to be here. And honestly, I'm happy to have you here. And I myself like cannabis. Uh, I work in the industry in Rhode Island, so we're gonna jump right into it in today's episode. We're gonna be recounting our first times trying cannabis as well as at the same time, we're gonna be doing a live review of a local cultivator. And then to end, we're gonna talk about the exciting return of fire ganja. So in my first time trying cannabis, it was not cannabis. I think I was in about eighth grade. Uh, It was the rave of K2 and legal marijuana as they like to call it, uh, which now we know is just sprayed chemicals on potpourri or whatever. I've, I'm not familiar myself. No, it honestly too. was terrible. <laughs> or I could tell you the the high was very intense. And it was very, very similar to like an indica is what they were mimicking. But the way the chemicals were, like it was a huge, huge body high. I had this kid in my classes growing up through middle school. And he would always talk about smoking weed, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally decided to hang out with him one day, whatever. I didn't get anything that day. And then he had texted me like another day or whatever and was like, hey, did you want some of this legal weed? And I was like, yeah. I was like, how much do you want? He's like, throw me five bucks and I'll give you a cigarette and a joint of it. And I was like, yeah, bet. And, you know, I could smoke it in the house because it didn't really smell like weed. It smelled like the potpourri unless it was the smoke at first. That's your first problem. Mm -hmm. So it was like 10 o'clock at night, and my room was right next to my mom's room at the time. And God, Mom, I'm sorry if you come and listen to this. Um, And so I opened up the window, and you know how they would make little spoofs with empty toilet paper rolls and you shove stuff in? We called them mutes, and we used dryer sheets. Oh, I remember those. So we called them spoofs or sploofs or whatever. I had to look it up online, you know the age of technology. Um, So I had no empty toilet paper rolls. So I took a brand new toilet paper roll, filled that with the dryer sheets, and I started smoking the joint out the window. And keep in mind, he had told me, don't smoke more than half. He's like, trust me, don't. I was like, okay. I had uh, sat at the window, I'm smoking, and I look at the joint and at some point I got halfway through and I looked down and that's when it decided to hit me. So I got that intense feeling of the body high, but of course I'd never experienced it before. So I started freaking out a little bit as you do. I throw the joint (laughs) and the cigarette out the window, the whole toilet paper roll out the window and below me is like, um, a longer portion of my garage that leads into an inside garage Uh that we don't use. We keep trash there. So there was just like a toilet paper roll, in the trap in the driveway just <laughs> and so i close the window and i'm laying down and i'm like freaking out and i can't find anything to put on tv 
So I think I was on MTV and it was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, hell yeah. Classic. Great movie. Yeah, but not a great time. Not a great time. I was laying there and it got more intense and more intense to the point where I was just sitting there normally and it felt as if my shoulder blades were touching themselves (laughs) from behind. And it also felt like I was way up next to the ceiling, like I was floating at the same time. And that was like the craziest experience ever and then later on i had gone to do it multiple times and then i had done it one more the last time i had done it it um i had hit it i got high whatever i went home later that day hours later and i just stared at the wall and i was high (laughs) it was very weird and people hear that and they're like oh that's cool no not when you're a kid man and you're like what the what the hell is going on right now i mean even as an adult yeah if i'm not in the mood to be high or I want to be sober in the moment for something. And then suddenly I'm just high. Like that ain't cool. Like that's not cool for anyone. Right. And it was, that's what had happened. And it, I forgot how long, like for months, even years that would not like, I got used to it obviously. So like it never hit me as hard, but like, that's why I always say I was so uh, like lazy in high school. And so like detached. Cause I bet you it fucked up my brain at some point. Probably you know what I mean? did. And uh, shit, dude, I remember the first time I actually smoked real weed was with this kid from school. And I told him I smoked only K2. And he's like, then you should be fine with regular weed. And we smoked a blunt of just, at the time, what was fucking gas. Nice. And then I went into panic again. My heart was racing. Oh, no. I'm like, dude, I think something's wrong. He goes, and he starts fucking with me. And he goes, we got to bring you to the hospital. And I was like, No. No, I can't go to the hospital. I can't. And he's like, no, you dude, you're messed up. We got to go to the hospital. It was probably the not that wasn't as bad as the first time though. I can say because then we just chilled there, and then he brought me home. It was came like after down. exams. Yeah, came down from just I forget how. I don't even remember how long we sat there for. I just remember eventually I was fine, and then he brought me home because it was like a midday thing because we had exams or something. It was. It was an experience to start with K2, is least to say. God, my story's so boring. <laughs> uh, I was 22 to begin with, and, um, you know, I just reached out to my boy. I was like, I want to try pot. <laughs> and my then-girlfriend, now wife, uh, wants to try pot, too. Pot. <laughs> So we, he was like, I got you, my boy's coming over, looking for weed, he's only got 40 bucks, bring 20 bucks, we'll go in on an eighth, and I'll smoke you up. I was like, cool. And we went there, and we, I smoked it out of a, out of a bubbler to start, little teeny, teeny tiny bubbler, and I got really, really high (laughs) my first time, and I ate Cheetos, that were in my car from the video store I was working at at the time that were expired. They were past their best buy date. Cheetos don't expire. Oh, they were like non name brand Cheetos. They were off brand. They don't expire. It's all the same chemicals. They they were a little, they were a little stale maybe. And we watched wonder shows. And I don't know if either of you remember wonder shows. And yeah, I don't think so. 
Yeah, as soon as you start talking about how, like, Napoleon Dynamite was on MTV while you were a high school student, I was like, shit, I was a full-on adult working in a video store when that movie released. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was a Sesame Street-type parody of Muppets and Puppets and, like, kids. It was supposed to be Sesame Street, but it was... We were having a conversation earlier about, like, times changing, evolving with them. This show legitimately could not be made today. Was it, like, the uh, (laughs) Dave Chappelle Muppet skit? No, it was... It presented much more... Much softer, much more kid-friendly. But the content within it, not at all. And, like, (laughs) it, it was the same kind of format as a Sesame Street, where, like, there'd be a through line story with the puppets and the kids... And then there'd be segments interspersed, breaking it up. Listener, if you haven't ever heard of Wonder Shows, and I'm going to leave it up to you whether you look it up or not. Just know that uh, it could not be made today, and you probably will find something offensive in it. But it was all in good satirical fun. Fun epilogue. I hung out with another friend later that day at my then-girlfriend-now-wife's house, where I fucking passed the hell out and just slept (laughs) (laughs) so today we're going to be reviewing gary payton from ri cultivation co sits at about 21.04 percent thc harvested at the beginning of august this year um and i'm going to let cody have the honors of lighting it up while he tells us his first time trying cannabis If you really want to talk about the showing the age difference here, my first time smoking weed, and I'm ashamed to admit it, was cartridges. So it was uh, an after prom party, um, I think my junior year, and I was already drunk off of Fireball and whatever other random <laughs> little bottles of alcohol people had that I was taking swigs of. And so I was, I was pretty incoherent at this point, and... <clears throat> one of my buddies comes over with a uh with a pen and he and it's a cartridge and it's like you know just got the tiniest little bit at the bottom like just covering like the little intake holes and he's like cody help me finish this at the time i had uh i had started doing uh jewel unfortunately because that was also like a thing that was going on i did you know i nicotine vaped at the time not super often but i was like oh fuck it i'm drunk like let me hit that shit and so I, he says I took, you know, about 10 huge rips of it. And we're talking blinkers. And then like, it starts to hit my lungs and I start coughing. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot smoother than, uh, than my jewel. And he's like, yeah, that's cause it's weed. And I mean, I feel like in the back of my head, I kind of knew it was weed when I first hit it because I was just, I like, you'd think I would have freaked out at that point, but I was just like, all right, I'm going to get high. That's going to happen for the first time. So uh, I spent the rest of the night with my head and my hands staring into the fire, trying to figure out if I was dreaming or not. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then somebody would uh, be like, Cody, are you good? And I would uh, snap back into it and be like, yeah, I'm good. And then go right back to staring at the fire. And um, then eventually I I got really cold because it was chilly outside. So I went and I... uh, I, I apparently I crawled into uh, this this girl's kitchen that was hosting the party, um, my friend at the time, and I like just laid on the floor, 
<laughs> and I, eventually she comes in and yells at me and she's like my dad's right there because he he was he was cool and he was there while we were having this party he was like just don't let any like whack shit go on and um, here you are <laughs> yeah and so i she comes in so i crawl back outside um and i sit back on the steps and then eventually i um get up and i throw up into the bushes and uh that was the end of my night well okay we all, we all went inside and went to bed I've got a question. How old were you the first time you smoked? And what year was that? I was 16 or 17. I think it was 2016. How about you, Josh? So in eighth grade, so like 2013, 2012, probably. So probably like 13, 14. While I'm listening to you guys tell your stories, <laughs> like there's there's a lot of specific detail about the feeling you had while you were high right and i'm like yeah i i only have like the vaguest kind of recollection but i'm but i'm kind of racking my brain i'm like i bet it was fresher in your mind still and yeah mm -hmm. it was because yeah. like i might have smoked when i was 22 for the first time but i was 22 in 2006 <laughs> so right yeah so like yeah. legit almost 20 years ago so it's not as like vivid the feelings that I experienced because there's been oh so many highs since. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, my first time was like what seven, eight years ago. Like that's that's super recent, honestly. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I definitely remember that night very well. <laughs> well, parts of that night. Yeah. Parts yeah. of it I don't remember at all. And then that's the other thing. You both had like such negative experiences for your first time and like still decided to come back to it. Whereas like mine was just, this is so much fun. Yeah. Well, with mine, I mean like, yeah, I did throw up and yes, I was very incoherent once I, once that hit. But I mean, the, the problem with it was that it was unexpected. I mean, if I feel like if I was in a controlled environment like you were, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. And I mean, I feel like, it affected me differently than it affects a lot of other people because like for me to have done that much and not have known that I was going to get high at first, like you'd think I would have gotten a really anxious, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't. And to be honest, cannabis has never really made me anxious. And I feel like that's a part of why I came back to it is because it's always affected me in only a positive way. So like, even though the shit going on around you was a little wackadoodle, like you, you just felt good through the entire experience i was just like i was on another planet i don't know if i would say it was good it was just different and it made me curious to try it again and when i tried it again and i had the right amount and not 10 blinkers off of a dab pen <laughs> um i felt positive effects yeah. like extremely positive effects and then you know when i started using it regularly like it you know helped with a lot of issues that i had i will also say like my boy who set it up he he's like i don't smoke people up for their first time anymore it's a it, it's never good <laughs> but like he made the exception for me because we had just we were like getting tight real tight and he was like you know you're you're a fucking adult it's probably gonna go better than like smoking some kid up and uh but yeah he did a good job creating a safe space where like we have fun we have you know you got your own snacks you know this is the process this is how you want to do it if you're going to do it in the future it's going to be like 60 bucks and you got to buy an eighth this is the guy <laughs> i think uh another thing that really plays into it too is the fact that 
while yes, I was probably the youngest to sm start smoking, I would assume, I still don't think people under the age of at least 18, even though the science does show that, like what, the age is even around like 22, 23, when the brain is fully, fully developed. 25, I believe. Right, yes, 25, when the brain is fully developed, obviously though the states, no one's going to do a restriction until you're 25 years old to have anything, um, which is why I say 18, because if people can sign up to go to the war and right. fight for our country, then they can have cannabis, they can have alcohol, but uh, I still don't think anyone under the age of at least like 18 to 21 should be using it, because not only for the brain factor, but that whole factor of, right, you're 22, you go to a friend's house, it's nice and chill, because you know you're not going to get in trouble from anybody, you don't have to worry about... You know, oh my God, my mom is going to see me when I get home. Um, I think that's one thing that plays into it. Like, especially why I got so anxious is because, right, I don't want my mom to know. I don't want anyone at home to know. I'm not supposed to be doing it. I've got to hide it at the same time. I can't be home while I'm doing it. I need to go somewhere else to do it. Create a lot of anxiety throughout the years. And because of the whole, everyone hates it. And like, I, you know, again... I really hope my mom doesn't listen to it, but I know she'll probably listen to it when I tell her I'm doing this. But you lie to your mom. I lied to my mom a couple of times, and I was like, um, you know, I got caught in school buying pot brownies. And I was like, before that, I got caught with a bowl and weed in my room. And I was like, that's the first time I tried it. I didn't like it. That's why it was sitting there. And then I got caught buying pot brownies at school. And then I remember being on the phone with the, the principal or the dean of discipline next to me. And I was like, okay, I tried it again. And that's where it kind of began from there, where I think around 16, 17, when I was like senior, she was like, listen, don't drive while you're high. Don't smoke in the house. And I forgot what the last one was, but honestly, it was just about don't smoke in the house and don't drive while you're high. So I respected that the whole time. And that was it. You know what I mean? And, but I don't think, I think that contributes a lot to it, of the anxiety. And, uh, but that's the other thing is I definitely think it also like would affect my brain over the years, over the years that I've been smoking it. Like I only really got consistent in high school, like junior, senior year, but still I think everything before that. Oh man, when I was in high school, I was not smoking weed, but it took me like literally the last quarter of my senior year to like have a good like honor roll year. And it was only because there was a lot of fluff classes there. I never applied mm -hmm. myself and I wasn't. Everyone assumed I was a stoner. <laughs> I'd never tried it, and they were like, nice. Just kind of gave off that vibe. Just always giving off that vibe, I guess. Yeah, I totally called my mom the next day. I was like, guess what? I tried pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of anxiety and keeping it from parents. <laughs> yeah, right, my like... mom was absolutely crazy. I remember having to hide a joint in a hollowed-out Sharpie in a, a bucket of random markers and art supplies in the top shelf of my closet. Damn. Because she just, you know, it's, you never know when she would be going looking for something and, like, yeah. It was, Stumble on it. Like, yeah, like, not that she was, you know, crazy strict, but, like, she would be, she she would be going through my stuff. I, I had If she's anything like my mom, it wasn't even so much she was going through your shit, but, like, she just did the laundry. She was just right. there. Exactly. Helping she's out. there. She's and doing stuff. She's a little shrewd. She's been there and she's done that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> my mom definitely smoked in high school. And, like, as I've, you know, slowly exposed her to, like, being all right with me, smoking and like i've gotten her to you know finally start consuming cannabis again in the form of gummies and stuff like that an occasional hit of a joint 
Like, uh, you know, it was a it was a while getting her to warm up. One more quick question with like your mom having been there, done that, definitely been a stoner, whatever. How open was she about that with you when you were younger? So when I was younger, it was she wasn't open at all, She, okay. which I, I personally think is the complete wrong approach. Yeah, she wasn't open with me at all. She said it was bad. She said, I better never catch you doing any of that stuff. And um, yeah, and so that's I feel it's a huge problem because it's like, obviously, once I smoked weed, that's literally never killed a single person ever. It made me, you know, think, OK, well, what else have have I been lied to about? I mean, a lot of things I've found were, you know, obviously exaggerated the harm of it. I think that's dangerous. Cool. My mom was pretty open with me about shit like, yeah, I did all that. You shouldn't. Not yet. When you're old enough, we'll bring you out back. <laughs> we'll smoke you. You kind of deal. That was like my dad. So for the final review of the Gary Payton Personally, I'd say the uh, bag appeal, in my opinion, was like an eight point three. I would I would go right up there in the eights as well. I mean, it was super frosty. The tendrils were popping on that thing, and super fat nugs too. Oh yeah, good Damn. looking. I only took a cursory glance at it before, but that is quite chunky a nut. Mm. Oh yeah. It is a little bit on the drier side. How did it dry? A little solid and dense. Uh, When I ground it up, um, first of all, you could smell it through the grinder. It had a nice smell to it. And um, yeah, it actually ground up not too bad. I mean, it it wasn't really sticky, but um, was like kind of keefy enough and not super dry where I could, you know, shape it pretty easily. It wasn't too bad to roll. Not the best, but I would give it like a six as far as rolling wise. Right on. Smell wise, honestly, it's it's not that crazy of a smell. It's like a chemi, earthy ish, is the way I would personally describe it. So the smell for me is pretty average, where I probably landed around maybe like a seven five. We're doing a, we're doing number scales. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a good number to me. Like it didn't stand out incredibly, but it wasn't like. It wasn't bad at bad all. Bad either. Kind of like that sweet Kevy scent. Yeah, I like A little bit that. of like an undertone of like fruitiness. It's, it's, I like the fruitiness in it, but like I feel like it could be stronger. Mm-hmm. That's so my that's, thing is. Like if it were a, if it were that exact scent, but like you pop it open and you can't miss it, then that's like. I feel like we're all suckers for citrus and fruit. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I like it all except for like dirt earthy, but I, I don't, I agree. I think that smell could have been stronger. From what I could smell, I liked it, but it was so faint, like, from the bud. Um, I mean, like I said, when I ground it up, like, you could smell it then. Taste-wise, honestly, the taste was, like, like the smell. Whereas I wouldn't really put that as average, because, like, in my opinion, like, an average would still kind of have, that, like, that burny taste to it. Um, I think the taste was pretty on point of exactly how it smelled, almost. Uh, where I would probably put it around, like, a 7-9, in my opinion again uh wish it was a little stronger you know so like that initial puff after you passed it to me cody i had i had it i had it for a moment but then it was just kind of gone but that happens with joints too unless it's like really really strong so it was nice i'll land somewhere around the sevens there for sure yeah i definite 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 gas i believe is what the kids are saying these days (laughs) 
I, w I might go high sixes on that just because it I, I didn't feel that it was like super strong um I don't know if that's being a little unfair because it did, definitely did have a good flavor I feel like if it was uh if it was a little bit more moist it would have uh it would have been a little bit stronger flavor wise um I feel like Rhode Island cultivators should start putting the little humidity packs in their flower but yeah I wouldn't say high sixes yeah. and how are you guys feeling where the effects like because in my opinion more body high than anything and i don't have heavy eyes at all like a very we like, had enough energy to hold conversation for the last 30 minutes i'd say it didn't wear us out right it didn't couch lock although we haven't gotten up out of these chairs since i don't know yeah, I definitely, definitely a body high there. Not a heavy one though. I feel like, you know, I can feel it in my body, but it's, it's not light or heavy. It's just kind of there, but in a nice way. And uh, yeah, I definitely don't have any type of uh, sedative effects, but uh, it's, I've definitely gone on a lot of sidebar conversations here. So I'm going to say that there's uh, probably some uh, head effects going on there too. And I'm definitely hungry, yeah. but then again, that could also be because I ate a small breakfast. It's word. But... <laughs> I'm going to land that around like a, honestly, just like an eight. So now we talk the return of fire ganja. There's one clap in the room. Two, two claps. I, I won't two. lie. I'm I've so never liked. gotten to try them. I never got to try them <laughs> before. Um, oh, dude. But when they I first started working, people constantly asked about fire ganja. And that's when they had gotten... Um, I guess for a lack of better terms, pinched. So in <laughs> August 16th, 2023, beginning uh, middle of this year, regulators issue to revoke STJ LLC's license, which is fire ganja, alleging an owner had a significant amount of unregistered cannabis. Uh, what that exactly was, was that regulators learned earlier that they had 1,473 untagged plants. 1,507 ounces of untagged flour, 2,038 ounces of untagged hash, and 276 ounces of untagged concentrate. Now, and just to be clear, it was all destroyed. All of it. That's Every the biggest one. loss of all. Yeah. And that's a damn tragedy. But yeah, somebody um, from Fire Ganja made a call um, to ask to register a hundred mother plants and i don't know how far into the organization they were but that's that was a questionable move because i mean obviously that that was raised a lot of red flags and that's literally what got them caught yeah. with that um and when i say caught in the aspect of what they clearly knew what they were doing because uh in the article it says that Regulators initially discovered the irregularities at Fire Ganja in June after the owner reached out asking for permission to log so-called mother plants into the state system metric, which tracks all the plants from the point they're grown to the point that they're sold. Um, and for people who don't know, mother plants are the non-flowering cannabis plants. They allow the growers to use that specimen and then rather than a seed, they'll use that to create new plants. And then they're required to log that into the system. Um, directly from Fire Ganja principal owner, Mark Laraway, he said, I did not have my mother plants logged into the system as I constantly kill them and start new ones. 
I now need permission to log 100 mother plants into metrics so I can create plant batches for the clones I take. And that was an email um, to state officials. And they also then went to do an on-site inspection in June where they discovered everything uh, that was all unregistered. And then eventually came back a couple days later and destroyed it. This is where I first heard about it. Someone posted on the Rody Tree subreddit. Kudos to Reddit, front page of the internet. <laughs> uh, that Someone posted, dude, Rip Fire Ganja, my friend works there. He just called me and was telling me about how Stadies rolled up with a fucking tree chipper and were shredding plants right yeah, there was... in the parking lot. That was how I first heard of it, was uh, somebody told me that they posted it on Rody Trees, and I I couldn't believe it. I mean, they're one of my one of my top three cultivators, for sure. So I was very shocked and upset. And that didn't even stop there, because they also had issues about um, ownership. Ownership with right. another company. It's a San, uh, San Miguel LLC. I'm not even going to get into that, because it was a whole plethora of things that now don't even matter. Um, because as of November 8th from the article that was posted on WPRI, Fire Ganja pays $625,000 in exchange for keeping its license that regulators were moving to revoke, as well as they entered into a consent agreement with the RI Office of Cannabis Control late last month, admitting they had possessed hundreds of pounds of unregistered cannabis product. So now they get to maintain their license and start selling to retailers in accordance with the agreement that they signed on October 31st. Um, and then they have to pay it over the next three years, as well as they also dropped the lawsuit they had against the state. And they say they're also implementing a corrective action plan and agreed to enter all cannabis materials into the state software system. Now, I'm probably a little... No, I'm going to call myself unbiased because I've never tried their stuff. <laughs> I'm unbiased in this way of, I say, I guarantee you Fire Ganja was good from everything I have heard. I do not doubt it. But at the same time, if this was a smaller cultivation, a smaller operation, and they had that plethora of amount of things, they would have been gone and the license would have been handed out to someone within the coming year. Because I just don't see the point in... I do see the point in having them return because of the quality. However, I don't see the point in giving them the license back when you can choose from the thousands of other people who are waiting to get their cultivation license for the state. And I get it's easier because they've already got a building. They've already got everything. So it's easier just to have them pay a fine, sign off on it, and be done. It's another case of it's a fine. It just means it's legal for rich people slash companies yes yeah. exactly and, uh you know i am totally biased because fire ganja i love their product you make a good point you right make a i don't solid think, point, I don't you, think you can deny that fact now i would i, I still want them to return regardless though yeah. oh i 100 percent agree with you um i think it's way too hard for small cultivators to make it into this but um i do also feel that fire ganja had a lot of people supporting them and pushing back for you know them to get their license back because their products were such good quality and you know a, a lot of the medicinal patients in the state you know relied on that somewhat like especially their edibles they they would i would argue that they had one of the best edibles in the state with their fire ganja gummies but um yeah i feel like a lot of people were rallying for them to come back and that helped but i definitely think you're right um if it was a small cultivator they would have been gone in a all, second all i'll say my last thought on it is just that i hope 
regulators in the state take a similarly forgiving stance for smaller cultivators who make similar mistakes if that's the standard that's been set. Right. And honestly, only time will tell as we go on and get into the new year where 24 new licenses for retail will open up. That doesn't necessarily mean that we are going to get all 24 stores right away. That just means that 24 licenses will be up for grab. But I think we've covered enough in today's episode. This has been Josh. You can find me at weedy underscore genie underscore 401 on Instagram. And you can also find the Daily Kush podcast on there as well. Um, Cody, if you'd like to say anything else. Uh, thanks for having me on. I hope to be back in the future to talk some more about weed. <laughs> Bruce? Uh, yeah. Whatever social you're feeling, uh, it's at Unky Boogie Pop. Every single one of them. Search that and you'll find me. Except for uh, Twitter X. I deleted that a while ago. Anyone claiming to be me is a liar. No one would ever claim to be me, so it's fine. Yeah, my Twitter is, uh, that's that's private, that's for me, but my Instagram is Cody.Matson. Cody.Matson, M-A-T-S-O-N. Yes, sir. All right, well, I think that's it for today's episode. It's been fun talking, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>